welcome back to the Not At The Party podcast. I'm Brock Valassini. But before we get into anything today, let's address the elephant in the room. I did take two weeks off from <laughs> dropping episodes. This is basically because since I launched the podcast, I didn't really have any time to like sit back and evaluate kind of the path and the content that I was putting out, which is perfectly fine. I knew that I needed time to do it, but because I had trial exams and then just one thing after another, I just didn't have time to kind of sit back and look do like a quality control of exactly what I was putting out and the stuff that I was uploading. I did record two episodes over the past two weeks, but as I said, because I didn't have the time to evaluate, it just didn't really end up working. So that's that's about all that was about. Uh, so I just chose to not release those because they just weren't, I don't know, they just weren't, they just weren't, weren't the vibe. So I just didn't release them. I'm finishing high school in like literally two fucking weeks, two weeks. I just, uh, but here's the thing. I'm kind of like underwhelmed. I thought by the time I'd get to this point, I'd be like, oh my God, last few weeks of school, like live, love, laugh and making like cute little, I don't know, cute little videos that are like my last few weeks at high school, but I'm just so underwhelmed and so over it and so drained and burnt out from school that I just, A, can't be fucked to go to school anymore for the next few weeks and B, the last week of school, we have a bunch of like graduation things to do. Like we've got to officially um, like sign out of school. Uh, what else? We've got like celebration days, graduation, formal, but formal and graduations in like November. So that's fine. But like right now, there's so much shit that's happening in like the last week. That's like, what's when, what week is that? It's like the 19th. Well, actually literally from like the 14th of September to the 21st of September. It's just like nonstop doing graduation stuff and like end of school stuff and I just don't have the fucking energy for it on a lighter note though um I did get a university offer thank god uh I was actually shitting my pants because I was like look no university wants me at this point (laughs) no one wants oh my god I need to sneeze hold on I'll be back I'll be back oh god oh my god wow that sneeze literally came from my soul I'll be back I don't know. I did get an offer to university. Thank fucking God. I was starting to have a breakdown because everyone else was getting offers, but me, two of my friends got offers like three weeks ago for, um, some uni in like somewhere. I don't know. They got offers and we're sitting at school and they got their offers. And I was like, congrats guys. But deep down I was like, fuck you both. Like I literally just want to fucking offer so that I can do my trial exams without not wanting to kill myself, but it's fine. I got an offer now. I got an offer into double into a double degree for bachelor bachelor of communication and bachelor of business. Great degree. It's pretty much exactly what I wanted. Although if I can go to UTS, I'm still waiting for the UTS results to come out. If I do get into UTS, I'll be going to UTS because they have a degree called media business and media business is more so what I want to study. And it's kind of like the, the double degree combined, if you will. It's like business and communication combined so that's kind of easier and the double degree is like 60 grand and you know I'd rather be spending like 40 grand on a degree that covers both things rather than 60 to grand 60 to grand wow 60 grand on like two different degrees as a double degree you know what I mean but yeah my car last week started fucking up we're going back to basics to um episode one 
yeah, my car engine just decided to stop working as I was driving to school. It started like stuttering as I was driving, like it, as I was accelerating, it was like not accelerating and it was just kind of like jolting, like it was going to break down. Anyway, sent that to get fixed. She's fixed now. Thank God. It was because when it got serviced like a month ago, they didn't seal the spark plug or some shit. I don't know. I don't know about car shit, but something about the spark plug was starting to corrode and all this shit. So they had to replace it. It was their fault. So it didn't cost me any money, but the whole week it was gone. I was like having a fucking breakdown because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get my car back and they're going to charge me like a million dollars. They're going to pull some ridiculous shit like, oh yeah, this is going to cost you $500 to fix. And like, I don't have that much money in my bank account. So we can just pray to and thank all of the lords and all of the gods that nothing happens to the car from here on out because it was starting to feel like that meme that says life starts going good and then your car decides to fuck up. That's exactly how I felt that week. I was literally like shitting my pants. That's about all for my week. Uh, I don't really have anything else to actually, what, what, well, actually today's like father, today's father, yeah, today's father's day. I'm going to be going out, I'm meant to be going out for lunch in literally, I'm meant to be leaving in 10 minutes, but I'm probably not going to leave in 10 minutes. I'm probably just going to be really, really fucking late because I don't want to go. Um, and yeah, enough said on that. Today's conversation is, should we believe the online perceptions we are being sold? Question mark. Also, these are all in quotations. So as I'm saying them, just imagine like someone else has made up this question because it sounds really cringe for me to read it out. But like, do you get what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? Do you get what I mean? Like, you just kind of like got to go with it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, love? Like, you just got to go with it. I feel like online there's this culture right now with like everyone's obsessed with this culture of being real. And this is kind of relevant for me too, because I started this podcast. I was like, I just want to make something real that's relevant to me and this, this, and this. And I did this without even realizing that this was becoming a trend in culture. So this was kind of just like a more of a self thing, but it's weird because every time I go through phases of like specific things, it seems to become like right after it happens, it seems to become a trend in culture. Also, I'm not saying that as in like, I'm like some fucking psychic that predicts what's going to happen. I'm also just saying that it's coincidental that every time I have like this thought of, I want to be doing something more real, then it becomes this more cultural impact collectively. Does that make sense? It's like, you know, when you see a meme, but it'll be a meme that you think is only really small. And then you send it to your friends and your friends have an inside joke about it. But then suddenly it's this big inside joke all over TikTok, like three weeks later. That's kind of what I mean. I do something, then suddenly like a couple weeks later, it becomes relevant to like, collectively it's weird because we all go through like these phases together anyway there's this culture of being real and i was going to take emma chamberlain as an example just then but i think emma chamberlain's an example of somebody who started doing this years ago but now more so she started doing more podcast stuff and more keeping more stuff to herself whereas on her podcast is where she just tells everything unlike a youtube video where she used to be very like real but would have to filter out you know the parts that aren't entertaining Oh my fucking God. I'm not looking at myself anymore. I'm currently looking at myself in photo booth on my computer and like, I need a haircut so bad, but I like haven't had the time to get one and I'm just going to have a fucking breakdown at this point, basically. So with this real culture thing, it's more of like a confessional culture. So people are like exposing their really personal, like intrapersonal. I think intrapersonal is the word. I keep using this a lot recently. Intrapersonal. I think that means like internal. 
So a lot of their like personal secrets, insecurities, anxieties, vulnerabilities, all that stuff, just sharing it, fully dumping it online. Like it's nothing. And it's almost becoming like this rehearsed kind of sense of vulnerability. I don't know if you've seen, there was this video the other day of Kylie Jenner, where she was like dropping her phone in the car as she was starting a video and like being really casual and chill with the video rather than being like, Hey guys, welcome back. And then a lot of people were doing videos being like, notice how Kylie Jenner is doing this. This is because it's becoming a trend for people. And they're trying to hop on the trend before anyone else of being really cool and casual on social media. And then Kylie Jenner commented on it and was like, this, like none of this was fucking planned. Like it was just, that's just, it just happened. This just how it is. And so this rehearsed vulnerability, people are seeing as like Kylie Jenner, for example, I do think that the video she posted of like making that video, accidentally dropping the phone and like trying to get it into the car tripod thing was rehearsed. And that was to make it look more casual and chill. Like they're just like everyone else, like quirky, whatever. But I've noticed this with collectively the entire app of TikTok. People are telling rants. People are telling like fully just trauma dumping on the app, but it's in a rehearsed way to be very casual. Like they're talking to their best friend. And this is the same with podcasts because this was my exact goal with this podcast is to be like me talking to my best friend, being the mic, but obviously being you listening, right? But then everything that I'm saying into the mic right now, although I'm rehearsing this vulnerability and all the stuff that I said is being rehearsed and being pre-planned beforehand for you to hear and see that I'm authentic, I'm still curating it for your judgment. So if I think there's certain things that I don't want to share about like a certain aspect of my life, yes, I want to confess a lot of things and be honest and authentic, but there's a lot that I'm actually keeping out of that only for you to hear to somewhat get your sympathy and somewhat make you believe that I am authentic and that I am, what's the other word? Like I am real basically rather than being superficial. But the thing is superficiality is becoming masked by authenticity. So authenticity is becoming so rehearsed that it's masking the superficiality. Does that make sense? It's a crazy concept. I know, but just hear me out. The issue here is, is that this only, this whole concept only happens on social media. You would not go up to some random person on the street and have them start completely just start dumping random thoughts and everything about their personal life, all of their deepest, darkest secrets, all their insecurities, anxieties, vulnerabilities, everything, and just start telling you it. No way. They'd have some sort of superficiality or, or some sort of wall up to say, it's just like casual conversation. If you have a conversation with any random person, you don't just start telling them everything about yourself unless it's your best friend or a close family, family member. You don't really tell them this stuff, but it's becoming so casual on social media that it's becoming, well, it's just genuinely not appropriate to go up to someone on the street and start telling them everything about your life and just telling them random shit because you don't have trust for them. But people are putting so much trust in social media to go on there and dump everything on TikTok, especially because... TikTok's a very casual social media platform. It's kind of like the only way I can explain this is Instagram stories, right? Instagram stories were made to be more casual than a in-feed post. So stories were used to be very casual, chill, and engage with the audience. TikTok is vertical video, and TikTok is pretty much Instagram stories, but with a mass audience to communicate that to. Because Instagram stories is usually just to engage your own audience, whereas TikTok is like an Instagram story, but on a mass scale. So you can post, you know, an Instagram style, very casual video to engage with your own audience, but that's still going to go to a mass audience of people who see you in your most raw form. 
And this is the fucking issue, okay? We're putting so much trust in just dumping everything on camera, which is crazy. Even me, for example, like me saying this is even contradicting myself because I did the exact same thing. But the reason I'm making this episode is because I think right now it's becoming so increasingly relevant and so increasingly like a part of our culture online specifically. And like just telling people we don't even know everything about ourselves. The reason I think this is so important right now is because we're coming so prone to it and like immune to this that, okay, well, a couple of years ago, right? The whole thing on like YouTube, Instagram, everything is that you had to be very authentic and real in order to have an audience that engages you. Emma Chamberlain, for example, she has this very, she kind of curated her vulnerability and authenticity online to make people believe that she was authentic and hundred percent she was, but obviously there's still the stuff she doesn't tell us. There's, there's still a lot about her life that we want to know that we don't know. Even with Emma Chamberlain is dating role model, Tucker Pillsbury, and they still have never officially announced that they're dating. She's been in one of role models, music videos, and they went to an event. I think it was like one or two events together. And that was it. That was all. They never officially announced it. So there's still a lot of this stuff that we don't even know. And that she doesn't talk about because she just chooses to share with us what she wants to share. Same with Anna Paul. She thrives off being very authentic and real and showing a very raw side of herself to the audience and being like a best friend to the audience. And almost like this sense of like you're on FaceTime with your best friend. And she shares, you know, the good things that happen throughout her day, the bad things that happen, how she felt here, then if she's crying or something or upset about something specific, she'll go straight to TikTok and share that with everyone. The reason why I think this is important to talk about right now is I don't think it's a bad thing for our social media, our current culture of the internet. I just think we all need to be more aware of what we're actually sharing online, what we are telling people and how people are using this to gain from it, especially on TikTok, because as I said, people enjoy this kind of content the most. I personally do. I also prefer making content like this, being very raw and vulnerable online because it makes other people feel comfortable rather than posting some very superficial life that I don't live, right? So I think it's important for this to exist. It's just that we need to be understanding that what we are being shown and what is being told to us, what we what is being sold to us, the perception that is being sold to us is being used for not only the creator and the influencer's benefit, but also is being monetized right now, specifically, majorly on social media. And that's what we're about to get into. So let's get into that. So if you haven't heard of like what social currency is, it's basically, I only just learned what this is too from like actually putting this episode together. Social currency is the value that you provide to brands. So it's basically like the influence that you have over people's decisions and the influence that you have over the audience that you have created and gained basically. And the core of social currency is authenticity. So social currency is used if a brand goes to a creator, right? They want people to know that that creator is influential to their audience to go and get this product or something that they want to partner up with this collaborator, this creator on, right? So if they have a good social currency in the sense of they're very authentic, they're very real with their audience, straightforward. They have a very chill lifestyle that isn't like very put together, superficial, like some sort of Instagram baddie, Bondi bitch 
that goes on their hocker walk every fucking day. That's superficial. They want to see Anapol type shit. They want to see going out every day, the positives and the negatives of their day, not just all the positives. They want to be seen as very real, vulnerable, raw side of this person, right? And as I said, that whole concept is perfect. But because this is the social currency now, especially because of TikTok, TikTok is the main copper of this because as I said, Instagram stories used to be used to engage with the audience and to nurture your audience with like authenticity and being real with them. Yeah. Now it's TikTok because on a mass scale, there's this platform that's available for people to just be like, do all these things, but to a mass audience, not just, you know, 100, 200, 300 people that are viewing your Instagram story anymore. You know, when you go on a post or anything and it will say, this post is sponsored by dot, 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 but all my opinions are my own. This kind of idea that all my opinions are my own, right? And this has been a thing on YouTube, everything. But YouTube, for example, there's still a level of superficiality in the sense of that it is a YouTube video and it's not very chilled back. It's very put together of much bigger production than a Instagram story vertical type video. These creators are creating a false impression in our mind that the opinions that they are getting across are unbiased. Because they've got this very authentic and real personality online and they're stating that all opinions are their own. We're choosing to believe that they are going to tell us whether or not this product is good. So if I see Anna Paul and she's posting about, um, let's just say, let's just take Anna Paul's Stacks example for an example. Stacks Club for an example, sorry. Anna Paul, imagine if Stacks made horrible clothing, right? But Anna Paul collabs with them. She's going to say, these clothes are so good. Like they're so good. Like they're so comfy, so good. And we believe that because Annapol is telling it us and we believe what Annapol has to say, yeah? But then Annapol is also being paid to say that because she's going to benefit from it. She's getting paid. Stax is getting paid. So although it looks like all her opinions are her own and she's being real and we can trust her in saying that, she's also giving us the impression that everything she said is true. But at the end of the day, she's still being paid for it. Creators are using this false impression, right, of an unbiased opinion, to gain credibility more or less. So then the sponsorship disclosure is forgiven. Then the brand is softly sold to the audience, okay? And in saying that, what I basically mean is, is that the audience, the brand is like softly implying the product. So, you know, Anna Paul or Emma Chamberlain, for example, could, could wear something or they could comment on something even in a TikTok being like, oh, I got this new jumper, it's really good and very softly getting the point across that it's incredible and making other people want it. Then they're using this soft selling strategy on a mass communication channel like TikTok, which then creates a massive hype and demand for the product, product awareness, which then becomes a trend where the consumers and the audiences get involved. You see people, an example of this is Sofa Dofa. She had the whole blue corset thing. She got this corset from the brand as a gift then wears it and it becomes a big trend on TikTok because of the mass communication channel becomes a big trend. Then the consumers get involved. All people on TikTok start buying it. It starts selling out. The people that get it start making videos with it and becomes this big trend and big mass audience kind of thing. So then this becomes a big trend. And then not only is the creator rewarded for this because, you know, it's becoming the sofa dofa corset kind of thing, but the brand is also rewarded with money, obviously. Same thing with, you know, for example, 
Anna Paul with the whole animal fries thing. She creates the recipe, whatever. It was an in and out recipe she recreated. Then it becomes the Anna Paul fries. Everyone's creating the Anna Paul fries. And then obviously this wasn't directly with in and out, but for, for an example, this is how a creator benefits from it because they're creating a trend and it comes back to them getting a lot of exposure with Anna Paul fries, for example, and everyone knows about it. Everyone's making it. Everybody wants it. Obviously, that kind of links back to the actual animal fries at in and out existing and people wanting to actual, actually try the real thing. Obviously, there's no actual collab there or paid sponsorship, but Annapol still gains from that in a sense of a mass communication channel is spreading her name and building her audience to be like, to know who Annapol is more or less. You get what I'm saying? So then Sofa Dover, this blue corset sells out. Who was that? I think it was Glassons. Glassons gains from it. Sofa Dofa games from it because, you know, it's the Sofa Dofa core set now. And then that becomes all over TikTok. And this is all because people trust in these creators so much that they're so real and so authentic that they believe that what they are buying is of like good quality they need to get. And like, it's just a hot new product kind of thing. Well, it becomes the hot new product when it gets to the trend cycle. But to begin with, it starts off with the creator recommending it and obviously getting paid for what they're saying. And then, you know, gaining from that in some way. I hope that made sense. I know another example I'm going to use is the Kmart videos that you see. And they're like, don't walk to Kmart, run. And right now, the video cycle for that is the Kmart candy coated marshmallows or whatever it is. And people are absolutely loving that. But it's interesting because one person starts this and we don't know whether or not this person is real. They could be getting paid from Kmart and we don't even know. Or it could be someone from Kmart that's actually going in making this video to recommend it and then it's becoming new especially because it's a new product right you never know if the person that's creating that trend is actually a part of the kmart team and they're making these videos called don't walk to kmart run then it's becoming a trend then it's becoming a cycle of the consumers getting involved making more videos and then it becomes a bigger trend of people wanting to try it and then obviously kmart gains from it people gain from that in their tiktok videos getting likes comments whatever that's my point. <laughs> bro, who cares? So we're swapping out bro who cares this week for a fun little segment that's very relevant right now. So I don't know if you follow me on Instagram or if you follow me on TikTok or any of my platforms for that instance. I posted a clip from one of the podcast episodes the other day. And here's the thing, the context, this is the clip. Okay, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. Hold on. Give me one second. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, this was the clip, right? I think everyone looks at teenagers as like, oh, you get to have fun. You're in school, have fun in high school, don't waste it. It's the best time of your life, all that kind of shit. And that's also another pressure that gets put onto it because, you know, adults are always telling us, make the best of your teenage high school years because it's going to be the best use of your life. And that's literally just because most adults are living fucking shitty, boring lives, working their boring nine to five jobs that nobody gives a fuck about. And they're the most irrelevant people in the world. And they more or less peaked in high school because their life has since amounted to nothing. That's a little bit insulting. I'm sorry. That was kind of aggressive. Actually, I'm not going to apologize for that because I kind of don't care. Like, I'm kind of just being honest. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of just being real. Okay. So that's the video I posted, right? It was a clip from the third episode. And obviously it's been like one episode from that. Anyway, so I was just posting like a clip because I didn't promote that one. Anyway, as you can hear in the clip, what I said was kind of a little bit offensive, but it wasn't offensive in a bad way. It was literally just me stating a fact. Like I was not even planning to offend anyone. I was just stating literal factual statements. And because people have obviously taken it to heart because 
it's relevant to them. They decided to leave a bunch of hate. So today we're going to be reading some of my favorite hate comments from my video because this one kind of got a bit of traction and literally no one was agreeing with what I was saying, which is perfectly fine. I don't want anyone to agree. They don't need to agree. But when you start overstepping the line and because you don't agree with me, you think that's an excuse to bully me and call me names and insult my appearance. That's when I get pissed off. Because no matter what, that's just not necessary. And it wasn't even offensive to begin with. I didn't even post that with the thought in mind that like it was going to offend anyone. I literally just posted it because I was like, this is a good clip that without any context would make people want to listen to this episode for more context. But look, my idea was wrong. It just didn't, it didn't end, even end up happening that way. So anyway, starting off with a banger. This one says, laugh my ass up, up. Laugh my ass off. You're up next, bud. One heaping plate of shitting, boring nine to five coming up. And I replied to it. I know you're hating, but your cartoon account is really cool. Love the work for real. (laughs) The guy's response was, ha ha. Thanks, man. Means a lot for real, for real. And not hating. We all just miss not paying bills. Sad face. (laughs) When I tell you, I was in stitches when I replied to this because I was trying to like, what's the word when you like, play the game back to someone. What's it called? Reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. I was trying to do like a little reverse psychology moment. So I was like, you know, I'll compliment this person and see what their response is. And I did it. They had an art account linked in their bio. So I clicked on it and their art actually was cool, but I was like, you know, I'm going to compliment it and see what they reply. And they fully fucking fell for it. And then suddenly switched up and then they followed me back and I was pissing myself laughing. It was so funny to me. Oh, this one's my favorite. M underscore blaze 1010 on Instagram says, Nine to five coming up for you. Or do you think talking into a mic with no followers will pay your bills? Also, you may be fine now, but you better lose some weight and change your diet because when you get older, your bad habits will punish you. Bad back, diabetic problems. So yes, cut your hair and enjoy your youth while you still can. Stop being stubborn and listen to people who went through it. So basically, I better change my habits now because I'll get a bad back and diabetic problems. So cut my hair basically. So I'm going to go get a haircut tomorrow, guys, and hopefully that'll save me from a bad back and diabetic problems and will make me lose weight suddenly. What do we think? Lemaire121 says, I've got a feeling that his parents, I've got a feeling that, I've got a feeling his parent that work a nine to five slaving away to put food on the table and keep his lights on and the roof over his head bought him that mic and camera. This is funny because I paid for all this shit myself. This mic, this mic set up right here, $450. $450. This camera set up right here, good $1,300. Nobody paid for this for me. It all came out of my own pocket. And whether you want to believe that or not is up to you. I don't know. I, I'm not phased. If that's what you want to believe, then sure. I also got called a cucumber. I got told I look like a cucumber by Caden dot underscore underscore O dot O underscore underscore underscore. Thank you, Caden. I really appreciate the feedback. Next time I'll aim to look like a carrot. Thank you for that. We're now going to move over to TikTok. This is where things started to get a little bit more heated, a little bit more brutal. We'll start off with Jordan Maloney. Maloney, I don't know. I don't care. Jordan says, is it just me or does he piss me off so much? I replied, no, oh my God, he pisses me off too. Jordan replied, what? I replied, he pisses me off so much. Jordan replied, I'm talking about you. I replied, Oh my God, no, he pisses me off so much too. (laughs) This fucking idiot, he just didn't get what I was doing and like 
Oh, I don't. It was just embarrassing to even watch. Where's your jawline at, mate? I feel like this was a really creative response I had. I replied, Where's your mama? <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> Jacob.Beatty says, At Josh, someone gets shoved in a locker every day. <laughs> this one made me fucking piss myself laughing because the response I had was just so foul and I had to like shorten it because it was just too much. So I replied, Locker equals your mum's cat emoji. End of story. End of segment. We're ending it now. Okay, okay. So, if everyone is real, nobody is real. And that sounds like a confusing concept, but more or less, if everybody decides to start becoming real on social platforms, which is already what's happening, and everyone's trying to play off this real persona that they're very authentic, very real, like they're very confessing to their followers to make it like they're real. Essentially, now everyone's doing that. And now it's becoming, it's the same as the phrase, if everyone is unique, nobody is unique because there still has to be the people that are not unique and the people that continue to follow what other people are doing for there to be the difference between what unique is and what not being unique is basically. There needs to be a difference between who is being fake and who isn't being fake. And if everybody is starting to be real and everybody's starting to give us the perception that they're being real, and that's what the trend is because that's what people are looking for in their comfort creator or their favorite creator or in order to just give that person a follow, then of course everyone's going to start doing it. Now we have to question, well, then who's fake? If everyone's real, who of these people are fake? Up must be opposed by down. Real must be opposed by fake. Up cannot exist without down. Real cannot exist without fake. That's some food for thought. I don't know if it makes sense, but everything has an opposite to it. And they can't, like one thing cannot exist without another thing existing that's opposing it. As I said, up must be opposed by down and it cannot, ex down cannot exist without up. I don't make the rules. <laughs> I think it's just a matter of, I think this real, like this culture of rawness is taking us a step into a more positive online space, if you will. I think the best way to explain that concept is if everybody were famous, nobody can be famous because, and Emma Chamberlain spoke about this in a podcast episode a couple months ago. She was saying her predictions for what will be coming up on social media, like what's going to happen next. And her prediction is, is that everybody's going to become famous in some way or for something that they do, because that's going to become the core of just our social being is fame, right? And she said, fame is going to become a thing where it's not going to be like back in the 2000s where fame was where there was these big idols, artists, songwriters, singers, whatever, who would get famous from doing some sort of talent. Now people are going on TikTok and getting famous for literally just going to the shops and buying a certain niche of an item and testing it out. People are getting famous for doing the absolute bare minimum. So we're stepping into a time in the social media space where everybody's going to become famous at some point. So then at the end of the day, nobody's going to be famous because the value of fame and the value of what fame was previously, like when we were growing up, for example, or back in the two thousands, fame then had a very prestigious value. And now that influencers have come along, it's lost that value because more and more people are becoming famous just from posting TikToks or just from posting anything online, really. 
And with that being said, I'll bring that back to if everyone is real, nobody is real. And I'll leave you with that as some food for thought and hopefully it doesn't trip you out too much. Stop feeding into the hype. This is all I want to get across. There's like a hype feedback loop that we're all falling into and I fall into it, you fall into it. We all just need to be more aware of what we're consuming online. The hype we see around certain products, certain anything, for example, even music. Music is a great example. You could be watching a music TikToker, listening to a new Olivia Rodrigo song. And if nobody's heard that Olivia Rodrigo song yet, and this person's reviewed it, that person's going to get all the views because they're spreading awareness for it. Then it's going to become a trend. Then once it becomes a trend, then more people use that song. They use it to gain awareness for themselves. And then because they have this idea of authenticity, more people want to listen to this song because, you know, say Addison Rae uses it. I don't know. Horrible example, but Addison Rae uses that song. So then more people use that song. And then it's this loop of hype being created and more specifically hype being created for these authentic influences and these influences that are showing and proving their way of the real culture. And they're utilizing and monetizing the whole realness of their personal brand. Did I say realness? They're monetizing the realness of their personal brand. And this is exactly what brands want because it's the social currency of the internet now. If you're authentic, if you have influence over an audience, if people trust what you say, no matter whether or not it's paid or unpaid, even if you say in the video, this video is sponsored, but these are all my opinions, or you put in the caption, hashtag ad, people still trust you because they trust that you're giving them only the best of options, only the best of sponsorships, and you're only working with people that you trust more or less. And if when a brand sees that in a creator and the creator decides to work with them, the creator is then creating trust in that product for the brand, creating more trust in themselves because they've given this impression that what they have to say is unbiased and that what they have to say is not, not biased by what they're being paid. So therefore, the disclosure of the sponsorship is forgiven. Nobody cares anymore. If I were to go out right now and I had this big audience and I was very authentic and I had a lot of influence over a big audience, I could go say, okay, I'm going to go buy, buy this new pair of Nike shoes and these new pair of Nike shoes have the softest soles ever, right? I then posted TikTok working with Nike saying, I love these brand new Nike shoes. Like they're so good doing like an outfit try on or something with the shoes to try them out. The audience then decides, damn, I need some comfier shoes. Let me trust Brock. I trust Brock. Everything he usually says is very authentic, real. He wouldn't lie to us. Next time I buy a pair of shoes, I'm going to buy these shoes. That then spreads onto these people buying the shoes. This creates brand awareness for the brand and creator awareness because the creator's giving a big brand a platform to communicate their product. Then we're coming back to this again. Once the consumers get involved and once you get involved in this loop, you are then contributing to the these are the comfiest shoes in the world narrative. And you're most likely going to make a TikTok or some form of, form of content expressing how these are the most comfortable shoes in the world. And, you know, Brock Vallasini told you to go buy them. And then that becomes, that then creates demand and hype for these shoes, which then makes them become a trend. Then everybody starts buying these shoes. Then by the point everybody starts buying these shoes, the brand has all the awareness they need. The creators benefited from this in their way because they've been the one that started the entire cycle. And then by the end of this, the whole idea of forced authenticity comes back to personal gain and business gain. It's so, 
it's funny because we don't even realize it. And even as I was saying with the, with the Kmart videos, for example, don't walk to Kmart, run. It'll always be a new product that just comes out and suddenly it's all over everyone's For You pages. Everyone's buying this one product. As I said, like the candied marshmallows, everyone's buying the candied marshmallows right now and they're going to Kmart buying this product, trying it, posting a TikTok about it. Then more people are seeing that. They're getting 50,000 likes, right? They're getting 50,000 likes to walk away with. So they're walking away with some sort of validation, right? Then Kmart in return is walking away with hype around their product. Then because there's hype, more people are buying this product and are trying it because they want to get personal validation from the likes that's being given, vice versa. This could also be money. Once they receive that, more people do it. Then it goes on and on and on. And then this product is just becoming increasingly and increasingly more and more of value and more and more important in terms of sales because it's becoming a trend on TikTok. And trends on TikTok are just changing so fast these days. TikTok has changed everything. Trends in general just can't even exist anymore. There are so many trends that exist today that there are no more trends to possibly exist. If you get what I'm saying, trends are now changing so fast. Then 24 hours from now, everyone could decide the fuck we need to talk about how fucking shitty the Kmart candied marshmallows are. Then suddenly everyone's throwing out their candied marshmallows because one person says this because they trust that person. If Anna Paul got on TikTok right now and said, today we're trying the, <laughs> today we're trying the candied marshmallows from Kmart. And then she tries them and then she says they taste like shit. There's going to be the people that are like, oh, they taste so good. And then there's going to be the people that go and try it and decide it tastes like shit. Or the people that just don't try it because they trust what Anna has to say. It's just, it's a crazy, I hope you understand what I'm saying, but it's a crazy concept. If you enjoyed this episode, I have a fun little announcement. So every Friday at 7am Australian Eastern Standard Time, I'll be releasing a bonus episode called the after party. The after party is basically, <laughs> how do I explain it? It's basically an after episode that is semi-relevant to the topic of each episode every week. So this week it's going to be called, actually, I can't tell you what it's going to be called. You have to wait till Friday. You'll be getting this bonus episode on top of the main episode every week. Although main episodes are going to be shortened just a little tiny bit, just to get my point across a bit more. And yeah, so I hope you enjoy this episode. And I'll see you on Friday at 7am Australian Eastern Standard Time. Be there or be square. Make sure to follow Not At The Party Podcast on your preferred streaming platform, Apple Podcast or Spotify, and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Once again, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can go to the show page and leave a rating. Make sure to leave a review because that helps out even more. And as I said, I'll see you on Friday for the bonus episode. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>